I want to reiterate before we read the scripture the importance and the preeminence of God's word is supposed to be in your life. The Bible says that he's magnified his word even above his name. I don't know that I can explain that. But it means that you have the more sure word of prophecy. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. God did not give us his word so we could, you know, where people say name it, claim it. But now listen, there is a believe it and receive it. When he says it, I take him at his word and I wait on his timing to fulfill that word in my life. Not asking amiss, not trying to increase the bottom line, but to walk in his will. We are to seek out everything he has for us and nothing he doesn't have for us. And his word is that lamp and that light. Isaiah 43 verse 1. But now, y'all read this with me. I don't ask you to do that often, but I want you to read it. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee. Continue. When you pass through the waters... Come on, we ain't done this in a while. All right. Once I stop, you just do the next line. We're going to work with it. When you pass through the waters, All right, guys in the sound booth, if y'all can just dub over that and put somebody's voice like, but now, just make it sound good. But the word nonetheless, this is the Lord. Who is he speaking to? Israel. But is it, is it exclusively Israel? He's talking to people that he created. Did he create the church? He's talking to people he's redeemed. Did he redeem you? He said, I've called you by my name. That's Christ in us, the hope of glory. This word, when thou goest through, when thou passest through, it's what I believe the Lord gave me for you today. And Kelly always says I make you stand too long, but just a minute more and then you can be seated. Our world is headed toward and already facing bottomless waters that produce debilitating fear. Strong currents that produce complete exhaustion and raging fires that create utter devastation. What do you do when you truly and factually don't have the strength or the energy to go through? When you don't have the will to go through. When you don't see a way to go through. Nor have the confidence that you will go through. The widow at Zarephath said, I'm just gathering sticks and me and my boy are going to eat one meal and die. I got up this morning to tell you that you are going to pass through this because God said so. When thou passest through. 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 You know what Greek for through is? Through. I don't have a motivational speech for you designed to make you feel better. But I believe a word from heaven to remind you who it is that you walk with. How able he is to keep you, protect you, provide for you and preserve you. This is not a discourse of self-help. But a promise of God's very present help in your time of trouble. 
And may this word shatter the illusion that you are a rudderless vessel at the mercy of a bottomless sea and raging rivers, but instead you are continuously led by the shepherd of Psalm 23. Where David said, I will fear no evil for one reason. Thou art with me. Father, thank you for this opportunity that's mine. An unprofitable servant at best. And I humble myself before you. And I ask, O Lord, that you would anoint me with your Holy Spirit. I don't want to come with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but when the demonstration of the Spirit and the power of God, that their faith might not rest in men, but in God alone. I thank you for it today, Lord. Use me, I pray. Let heaven be uh, glorified. Let, let Christ be glorified in heaven by the preaching of this word and the receptivity of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I will continue to stand. That's why I get water. Some Sundays I put Diet Mountain Dew in here. You need a little help where you can get When thou passest through, when thou passest through waters, deep waters that scare you. I don't like deep water. I don't like high, high. I don't like deep under me. I got a little two floaties and you're in the ocean. No, I, I like to see the bottom. Rivers. The current of a river. So the deep waters scare you, the rivers exhaust you, and the fire burns you and devastates you. As your pastor, I owe you, and I'm compelled by Scripture to tell you that we are the terminal generation. And many things are going to get worse and more difficult. What you need is not a plan for ease. What you need is a belief system that will buoy you and sustain you through all that comes against you. When you cross over into belief, it changes how you think, how you feel, your countenance, your words, how you sleep. It doesn't mean that you don't have difficulty. I still have struggles sleeping at times. I still have nightmares uh, when things are difficult. I still have those things. But when I am conscious, I choose to believe the Lord. Now, this is where we struggle. I'm going to give you a little bit of introduction, a little bit of introduction, a little bit of sermon. It'll even out. We pray for things like Oh God, help me not to worry. Sorry. Help me to be sweet. No, you be sweet. I gave you the Holy Spirit. You can't be sweet with the Holy Ghost. You know. Lord, make me patient. No, you be patient. Now listen. Fear not, God said. So who's he put the responsibility on? So it's a matter of faith. Lord, help me to stop worrying. He said... I gave you my word. You stop worrying. I know I, 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 I beat this drum often, but you don't get the phone calls I get. You don't talk to the people I talk to. Good people, moral people that have a dread of not making it. God said you will pass through this. 
Now, I might not see, I might not feel, I might not can understand, I might not have comrades. That's fine. But don't see the circumstances more clearly than the promise. Through. So when you pass through, number one, for those of you taking notes, hear and believe the word of the Lord. It said in verse 1a, but now, says the Lord, not just yesterday, not just tomorrow, Now, says the Lord, the most important thing in any moment, in any season, and any stage, in any difficulty of your life is to find God's word or will concerning it. A man with God's promise is no captive to Satan's threat or his own insufficiencies. When this verse started, he said, but now God says to you, now, thus saith the Lord, When thou passest through, through, his word is your lamp, your foundation, your bread, your strength, your promise of victory. His word originates with him. It is backed by him. It is empowered by him and completed by him. His word is truth forever settled in heaven and he watches over his word to perform it. You need to know, hear the word. You must know the word. Study the word, stand on the word, rehearse the word, testify the word, live in the expectation and anticipation of his word, and be strengthened by it till it comes to pass. When God gives you a word, the word of the Lord tries you, just like it did uh, Joseph when he was thrown in that prison. God gave him promises. This is what's going to happen. Your brothers are going to bow down. There's going to be an elevation, a promotion. And the word of the Lord tried him for years. It tried him. And that word uh, became like iron in his soul. See, what we like is instant. Y'all know the difference between instant macaroni and mama's macaroni? Instant turkey. And brine, dry brine, grandma. Dry brine turkey. Uh, Ribs out of the microwave or slow cooked ribs for a day and a half. We want instant Maturity. And God uses delay to put concrete in your soul. To where you get in situations where you say, I don't have an answer to your question. But when he said through, I know that I shall go through. Period. And that word strengthens you. We have people that can quote the word, but not live it. Not live it out. There needs to be not just a holiness and there should be a a sanctification from the world, a consecration unto God. There should be a holiness, but there ought to be a rest too. Jesus said, learn of me and you'll find rest for your souls. But you have to cast away fear. You have to go. God doesn't remove it from you. You have to take the word and believe it more than the reality of the facts that you're facing. Now, don't, don't get caught up in this hyper-charismatic, it's not hell and it ain't hot. You know, don't, don't confess that. Don't, you know, you got the flu. Somebody goes, ooh, don't speak to that. Don't speak that into existence. You don't speak a flu into existence. Come on, people. Don't, 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 don't give the devil credit. Don't, don't, you ain't got the flu. God don't get no glory in you lying about nothing. How about this? How about I'm facing this? And how about it's rough? 
and it's bad, and I don't feel good, I don't look good, but the Lord is my healer. How about that, where you add the word to, now, being a Christian don't exempt me from the flu. Being a Christian doesn't exempt me from these things. Being a Christian doesn't exempt me from marital problems, physical problems, relational problems, financial problems, but I got a through that I hold on to. And the difference between a believer and an unbeliever is a believer sees the goodness of God in the land of the living. God comes through for him. The reason the fire has no power over this person, he says, and when you pass through the fire, it won't kindle upon you, neither will the smell of smoke. What does that mean? The reason that the earthly fires aren't supposed to have power over the believer is that you're already on fire by the Holy Spirit. What it means is nothing eternal can catch fire in your life. Now, if you don't think that's what it means, your home can burn up. Not just the building. The marriage can burn up. Your children can go off the reservation and go bananas. Your body can betray you. Fire can burn and you can lose your health, your youth, your relationships. All those things can burn. But it can't kindle my soul. Nothing eternal can ever be lost. I've committed them unto him against that day. And when the fire comes, all it burns is temporal things. Temporal things. So our security is found not in being exempt but in knowing that we shall be preserved. When I say that you're on fire with the Lord, Jesus said, I've come to send a fire to the earth, and what will it if I be kindled? Pentecostal fire is not, you know, to give you the shouts, although you can have them. Dear God, help us. Give us some of it. Give us some shouting and some joy and some expression. But that's not what this fire is talking about. He said, I'm going to burn up all these things in your life so that earthly fires won't scare you. They won't intimidate you. When God burns over a field or when the world burns over a field, God will show you, I've planted the earth. You don't think I can plant you another field? Several years ago, many years ago, I pretty much lost everything I owned everything. I lost my home. I lost my marriage. I was losing my health. Lost all the pigment in my hair. I used to have dark hair. I did one of those presidential things. I had four bad years and I was just ching. I lost, lost it all. Yeah. How you like me now? Izzy and Olivia told their fellow students that, Daddy, I told them you were 35 so they wouldn't think you're old. They have the gift of edification. <laughs> but uh, uh, the Lord gave me a, I believe it was a dream. If It was 16 years ago. It might have been a day vision, but a dream. And I saw a burn over field. And there was still just a, like a 40 acre field. And there was still uh, just little bitty pockets of smoldering. And I say this humbly, it wasn't audible. I don't hear, haven't ever heard the audible voice of God. I've never seen an angel. But I, it was like you took a picture, and it was a movie, and I knew the whole thing. And I knew it was from the Lord for me. And he said, Johnny, this is your life. 
and I'm going to build something beautiful right on top of it. And I looked, and in the corner of this field was an old Victorian house and with a wraparound porch, and they were hanging baskets, and color was just bursting out of every basket. And he said, we're not going to ignore the field. I'm going to build it right on top. I'm going to take you through this and plant my goodness as a testimony right here. And do you know, 16 years later, depending on which way the wind blows, I can still smell the smoke from what I lost. But don't you feel sorry for me. There is not a man alive, alive that I would swap with. God has been good to me. And if you would have interviewed me, I'm, as, I'm being as honest as I know how to be with you. If you'd have put me on stage and hooked me up to a lie detector and said, are you going to make it? I would have answered no. And they'd have said, he's telling the truth. In those weak moments. No, I believed. My problem was not that I didn't believe. My problem was that I did and I couldn't see a way out. I was at the end of myself. There was no strength, no help. And he showed me that his promises might take you through ain't dependent upon you. And because I still kept a base faith, him carrying me through was not a reward for bold faith. But carrying me through produced a concrete layer now that I don't do that no more. Now you hook me up on a lie detector and said, are you going to make it through? Absolutely. How? Oh, I don't know. But God builds, God builds beautiful houses on ash heaps of loss. Through. Through. Well, Brother John, I can't, it's been years since my heart's been on fire. I, I, I don't know that I've ever been on fire for God. Well, he provides the fire, but you provide the fuel. What are you willing to let burn up? You stop feeding the fire, what does it do? It goes out. He says, I want that relationship. You don't need that anymore. I want this. I want these plans. I want these dreams. If you feed the fire, make sure it originates with God. It'll stay going. All right. Number two. When you pass through, don't give in to fear. That's been the theme of this morning the result, fear is the result of unbelief. That really is it. No, it's the product of my circumstances. No, no, you, 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 you need the truth to come in and illuminate this. The facts are, it can be as difficult as you say it is, but you need to know the difference between the facts and the truth. The facts are the difficulty that you see. The truth is God can transcend your difficulty. When he says you go to the other side, you, you, you go to the other side. Fear happens when we walk by sight and not by faith. God doesn't tell you to close your eyes. See what you got to see. Navigate what you got to navigate. Come up to the Red Sea. Come up to it. Don't say it's not there. Look at it and say, all I know is he's going to have to do something. And God sent the word. He said, stand still and see the salvation of your Lord. Stand still. Don't need your help right here. Our job is to keep, now get to this in a moment, to keep going forward. Persevere. The only way you don't make it is if you quit. Well, the Lord will carry me. Nope. Not to the end. 
He says, the same that endureth to the end, the same is on you. You you are my disciples. If you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed. And you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's what we need, more of that truth. Fear is the natural byproduct when we see ourselves at the helm of our ship and the throne of our lives. That's what causes fear, because you know how fickle you are. You know how crazy you are. That's a good place to laugh. Somebody, if you see you at the helm, crazy self, fickle, moody, uh, and and hadn't your spouse ever looked at you and said, what did you do with my husband? You lost your mind. What's wrong with you? And you, you look at the wife and go, you know, she's visiting planet Zorba somewhere. You don't know what's happening to her. When you see you at the throne of your life and you at the helm of your ship, you're going to be afraid. But when I see the resurrected, perfect son of God with all power in his hand, don't tell me fear can rule. Our problem is not that we, uh, our circumstances are as bad as they are. It's that we see them more clearly than we see God. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. That's what we need to do. In the year that this died, in the year where this fell apart, in the year where I struggled, in the year where it was greater than me, I saw the Lord. That's, that's what we need to believe. Fear, and this is, for me, I, 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 this has become a, an, a mantra of my soul. For me, if I reduce fear down to its lowest particle, it is an accusation against God. Now, this is hard, but it's the truth. I, it's like going into the throne of God and grabbing him by the collar, as blasphemous as that sounds, and pulling him to earth and say, I have to worry because you may not be faithful. I can't do that to him. I'm flawed in a lot of areas, but I purpose to live in front of my wife and my children. And I tell them all the time, now, baby, it's okay to be concerned. We're afraid. We're afraid. David said, I will fear no evil for one reason. Why? Thou art with me. Oh, God, grant us a vision of the Lord that's not just in us, but with us and above us and behind us and ahead of us. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. When I follow you and I hear the clicking of your staff, I know that the other end of that staff, you've got something for the wolves that are coming my way. I know that thou art with me. Stop it with the fear. Well, Brother John, you don't think I've tried? I do, but you're trying with the wrong weapon. You're trying with will instead of faith. Lord, watch this. The person that's just trembling. There's no way I don't see any way. But you said through. And so I'm going to believe you for through. And I'm going to cast down that vain imagination that vaunts itself against the knowledge of God. And all I have to offer you is I believe you are trustworthy. Amen. And something changes. The fear dissipates. It can't stay in that. You're going to keep your word. That's all I know. It might get worse before it gets better, but through means through. Through. Number three, just keep moving. When thou passest through, 
everything in your life, and I mean everything in your life, is transitional. Everything. If you're in a transition right now, some of you are in one don't know it. Others said, Lord, I'm in a plateau. It's just the same old, same old. Anybody just wake up and you feel like it's Groundhog Day? You remember Bill Murray, little movie, and you wake up, it's the same thing. Kids, school, five alarm clock, scratch the dog, put the cat outside, feed the kids. The kids didn't eat, throw the food away. That's wasteful. Rinse the plate off, so-and-so. There's the clothes. There's underwear. Thank you for that underwear. Pick it up. Somebody said, why'd you kick it? Men know what I'm talking about. You don't bend down to get that. You get the toe, flick it up, throw that away. You just keep going over and over and over. Everything is transitional, though, because truth be told, you're going to blink. And those little precious babies you hold on the stage like this, then they're 10. My little girl's going to be 10. It's horrible. I'm already telling them all boys are evil, evil, demented, demon people. Your daddy, you trust your daddy. You think I'm just being funny, but those that have been here a while know that I'm about to do something, okay? Everything is transitional. Your youth is passing. Some of you, I know you don't know this, but we know you're old. You can put stuff in. You can suck stuff out. You can preparation age. Say, what's that? I'll talk to you about it later. It'll help you. It, it, it's passing. Your health is transitioning away. Your opportunities are transitioning away. The good days are passing. Bad days are passing. That's where we stumble. We believe the good things pass away and not the bad. Your life is in a constant state of flux. And when you embrace it, knowing that I can't keep summer here because fall's coming and I can't keep fall because winter's coming and I can't feel like winter's going to stay here forever because spring will poke its head through the ice of the ground. You understand. See, living in that, you come to the conclusion, Jason touched on, the only thing that remains the same is God. So I've learned fall, winter, spring, summer, sickness, health, rich, poor, penthouse, poorhouse. God will see me through. That's not semantics. That's the faith of the believer. Going through. You're not exempt. You're not excused. You're not bypassing. You're not being carried. God doesn't do magic. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Some transitions are harder than others. Some valleys are deeper than others. Some mountains are higher than others. Some pain hurts worse than other pain. I love seeing the saints testify when they're in their 70s and their 80s and they're leaning. They're leaning on a stick that has to hold them up. They said, I've been young and old, and I'm going to tell you, life is hard, but there hath not failed one word of his promises in my life. I listen to that, and I go, oh, there's ridges in her face where the tears have fallen so long they've dug canals out. And she says, God is faithful. And when I close my eyes in this world, I'm going to open them in the next one. I'm just passing 
Mm -hmm. And finally, when he said, let me just say this, I will be with you. I have been with you. And I shall be with you. I was with you when you couldn't see or feel me. I was with you when you thought I abandoned you. I was with you in great darkness. I was with you in unspeakable sorrow. I have been with you and I shall be with you. You remember the story of Aaron's rod? When all the Israelites said, God's with us just as much as he is with you. And God was listening to them. And uh, God said, I tell you what, let's get a stick from all the tribes of Israel. Just a stick, broom handle, stick. Write your name on it, all the tribes. And with Aaron, he wrote his name on it, and they put it before the Lord. And in the morning, they got up, and all those sticks were still just as dead as they were before they put them in the room. And Aaron's rod had buds, blossoms, and fruit on it overnight. There was more to it than this, but one of the things it said to me is, God God says, I'm going to show you who I'm with by who makes it through the night. They make it through the dark seasons. The buds are the first stage of change. Blossoms are the second stage of change. Fruit is the third stage of change. And God said he did it all in one night and on the same rod. Wise is the man that can see all the stages wherever they are. God's with you. I can prove it, Jake, that God's with you. You're still here. With all the things we went through, with all the things... We, all of us, there are people in this room, if you knew their story, your jaw would drop. And they have made it through based not on their efforts or will. They've continued, they've kept moving forward, but God's carried them. If I could give you any advice this morning on this subject outside of believe is just keep walking. If, if it's horribly raining, it's just a horrible storm, and all you... You don't even have a car and you just keep walking. Eventually you walk out of the storm. Just keep moving. Don't, I know you're tired, but don't sit down. Keep moving. Keep walking with God. Someone needs to put this on the refrigerator. Walking with God and toward God. Just keep walking. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. Everyone has a reason to lay down. Everybody's got a reason to lay down. But I'm going somewhere. I'm on my way to Zion, the beautiful city of Zion. I'm on my way to see the Lord. If our musician would come, please. If you want to, when the, our sermon goes online, I want you to listen to Beth's uh, introduction or her, her, her talk over that last song. It was the four points of my message. I want you to go find it. She said all of these. The fourth one is, put your eyes singularly upon Jesus. It's not a single moment in your life that you've lived without God. And that same God, the eternal God, the faithful one, the one with all power in his hand is with you now. Even when you can't see him, feel him, or hear him, through the storms and strong currents, through darkness, through sorrow, And because he is near, he will come. And when he comes, he cannot do anything else but to bring with him all that he is. There's a passage in the Bible, very quickly, let me tell you this story and we'll be done. In John 6, when Jesus perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he went into a mountain alone. 
And when the evening was come, listen, listen, his disciples went down to the sea and they entered into a ship and it was now dark and Jesus had not come to them. And the sea arose by a wind, a great wind that blew. And when they rode several miles, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near to the ship and they were afraid. And he said, it is I, be not afraid. They willingly received him into the ship. Catch this now, follow me. And immediately they were on the other side. Immediately they were on the other side. So if I'm reading this right, they were in a storm, a storm that was stronger than them, that they could not make it through. A severe storm, a relentless storm, a storm they had been rowing against for miles that exhausted them, a storm that would only end in disaster. And in the middle of the storm, Jesus comes walking toward them, not to do wonders, but to give him his word. Not to silence the storm outside of them, but to silence the one inside of them. Instead of showing them first what he could do, he reminded them who he was. And by receiving his word, they received him into their vessel. And in time, in a moment's time, they arrived at the other side. He came on the water and they saw him and he said, it is I, which truly means I am is here. I have learned, sorry, I have learned that I like it better when he quiets the storm. I've also learned it's better for me when I catch a revelation of him. He said, I am is with you. So that means the storm is still raging. Jesus steps on the boat. Watch now. And they're on the other side. That's how it's going to be. We're rocking. The world is going crazy. Lost its mind. The financial systems of the world are shaking. The government, governmental entities. Uh, every, everything's crumbling. The storm is still going. And he goes, John! I'm here and we're going to blink and be in the presence of the Lord <laughs> did you catch that this morning John what do you see on the horizon the other side what about this man you can describe the storm so well you just went 20 minutes and described the storm let me describe the moment he puts his foot out and says come home through y'all stand with me immediately they were on the other side immediately they were on the other side I grew up in Pentecostal charismatic services and uh, there's much good man thank God for life thank God for zeal thank God for passion but messages like this aren't about passion. It's about deep conviction. So where you look at someone and they're in their, their deathbed. And they're, they're concerned about their family, their friends, their children. 
Well, you say, Papa, are you scared? No, baby. I know what's right over there. I know what's right on the other side. I've been going through to that since 1950-something, since 40-something. This grace you have, oh, it's so richer than you know. It's so more beautiful than you know. It's so much more powerful than you know. As, tr- as sparks fly upward, so are we born to trouble. Life is hard. Good thing this is not my home and I'm just passing. Somebody say amen this morning. Amen. I've asked Brian to cue a, a hymn for us to close this service. I was at my mama's. I try to go by during the week in the mornings after I drop the kids off during the Groundhog Day, you know, kids. And go, and the little nanny's not part of Groundhog Day, though. My mama, I, that's because I want to go over there. And she said, I've had this song on my heart. And she started singing. I said, Mama, I did too a couple weeks ago. And then so I just think it would fit here for us. We're going to shift gears. We don't just, you're going to make it. Just why don't you enjoy the ride just a little bit? Just, just find, find the place to believe. I just want to remind you of this other part of our life, okay? Close that, the storms. Isn't it wonderful to know Jesus? Isn't it wonderful to be known by him and to know that our security is in him? Our name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life and a better day is coming. Some of y'all never heard this song, but those of y'all with white on top and been in church, you'll know it. And join us in the chorus. Brian, would you play this for us?
the strength of this word this morning. You're just passing through. God bless you.